0: a tiny sode welcome to a tct mini sode hello hello
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly why don't we have patreon like you are missing such a world of content can i tell
0: you that there's one part of patreon that has been keeping me from getting a patreon and that (laughs) that is that i don't know if anyone i don't don't know that they would pay to listen to this (laughs) I love it. You love it. We're very confident about it. We adore ourselves. Do <laughs> other people love it <laughs> enough to pay us to access our episodes? So, I don't know.
1: There was a similar thing. So the episode of Vanderpump Rules that just came out recently, um, it's really gone off the the star track that it was on uh, with the OG cast. And now it's just like, if yeah. you if you have time and you want something in the background while you're knitting, it's a great show to watch. Um but they were trying to come up with ideas to raise money for one of the girls to get her nose redone the second time because her first nose job went badly. Okay. And so they were like, you know what people pay money for? Feet pics. And so they were like, oh, my gosh, we'll totally sell our feet so that we can get you money for your nose. And they're like, feet for nose. Um, and so anyway, they did this whole photo shoot with their feet and they post it on Feet Finder. And they kept checking, and they were like, no one's buying my feet. And they got really upset. And that's what it made me think of. And you were like, maybe no one would watch the (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.
0: Like, no one wants to buy my feet. (laughs) I mean, I will say, if you can't sell your feet, I mean, it's it's not that hard, to be honest. Like, it's not. Get a pedicure, you know um pose in some cute heels maybe get your nails done and kind of have like i'm just saying it's a process they
1: did but one it. it was like they had like a whole creative theme so they did like some like group shots some single shots and then they did one where the the foot was like in a bowl of spaghetti like
0: covered in uh, spaghetti <laughs> that's a creative thought uh they had they had it and they thought <laughs> it was it.
1: a choice that they made
0: <laughs> um okay. and they were there so uh, present.
1: <laughs> yeah anyway So speaking of the world of love, (laughs) um, today's quick tea. Quick, 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 super quick, super quick. Oh my gosh, so fast! It's like a flash. Uh, So today's quick tea is going to be about something with toxic relationships, and who better to introduce something about toxic relationships than our Emma?
0: (laughs) I know a thing or two about toxicity in relationships
1: Speaking of toxic relationships and Emma
0: <laughs> I will say that before I dive into that, I will point out one toxic behavior I've noticed in myself because we're all about growth. And while I do think I'm perfect and I maintain that, um, I understand that I'm flawed in some small ways and while I
1: think I'm perfect I also understand I'm flawed so... and I also understand that I don't understand the definition of
0: perfect <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that thank you um and I call it a flaw I don't know if it's toxic but I I, I notice. I know I'm not the only one who does this I don't do it consciously and that is mirroring I mirror people
1: mm. and I don't do
0: it in order to get them, to get something from them. You know, in my mind, my exes mirrored me because they wanted something from me. And so they Mm -hmm. told me what I wanted to hear and act like. An example of mirroring is when you pick up someone's cadence and you act like them and you make it easy for them to relate to you basically. And I noticed that I do this a lot. And I think for me, it comes down to needing validation, not because I want to be like them or I want them you know, to do something for me, it's a form of being accepted. And that's why I do it. And I've noticed that in myself. And it's not fair. It's certainly not fair to me, but I don't think it's fair to them either because now they might think of me as someone who is someone that I'm not, you know? Yeah. And I have to be very conscious and aware of it. And I love myself. I love being myself. But if I can feel, I would say at the very, very start, I tend to mirror more than I'd let my true color show immediately because I'm not comfortable with them yet. So.
1: And I think a lot of people do this and it's really healthy that you, it's so healthy that you recognize this. Um, no, but it is like a lot of people do it. And I will say, I have seen you do this because you and I are very much ourselves when we're together. And anytime Mm -hmm. I introduce anybody to Emma, they always tell me the same thing. Oh my gosh, you guys are so much alike. And I sit there and I think, yeah. But then <laughs> I'm like, but also like, no, we're quite distinctive. Like, no, we, we have our own like yin and yang. Like the circles fit together sure. beautifully, but like we're very like. We're different shades of a, the, the mm. same color, at least like we're not like teal and teal. Um, so no terrible <laughs> band name, but. Teal and teal. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, but but I think it's because people see the element of you that you're allowing them to rather than like the fullness of your personality. Because like and and this is something that I think you're doing much better at is there is a tendency for you to want to make yourself a lot smaller than you actually are because Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier and more palatable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But your strength, and I think one of the most beautiful things about you is that you are a big personality. Like you, you do fill up a room. Like you, you are very, you're very much, Someone who could be described as like you're the sun. You're not like Saturn. You know what I mean? Aww, so sweet. Um I <laughs> Thank you so
0: much. So when I die and um, girls go to a podcast about me, you can literally say I lit up a room because I'm the sun, and you're just, you're all here. So yeah, yeah.
1: You, <laughs> you, guys you... Were there. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> <laughs> and they were there. Um, so that's going on her tombstone. But <laughs> no, I I know what you mean though because it's it's very easy to do, and I notice myself doing this. In like new environments, especially, it's almost like a, like you're testing the sand. You're like, oh, mm. what, a, what, a, what is this? Should I, is if
0: I hot? talk like you, Should I talk you? like me? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But I think what's important is to understand the distinction of like why you're doing it versus like, I think yeah. a narcissist will do it because they are not a likable person. It's and a manipulative
1: need, way right. to ingratiate themselves with you.
0: Versus the rest of us are just like, we need to know what your level of comfort is whether or not you'd be willing to accept more than what i'm giving you right now so Mm -hmm. like i will say that on the dance floor at your wedding was no part of me trying to not be myself so you were fully yourself (laughs) (laughs) fight me so um lots of fun but anyway i digress i thought i would start off with a little bit of self-growth before i dive into you know, criticism of everyone else. Toxicity so. and
1: criticism of everyone else. So.
0: Um, and if there's
1: one thing that you can count on, it's that we don't like anyone else. <laughs> <And so.
0: laughs> you can rely on us hating the rest of the world at large. And that's okay, listener, because you're not included in that little group there. You're, no, you're on you're the right the side of, of the safety.
1: team. <laughs> you're in the bubble of safety. You're here okay?
0: with us. Okay, you're here with us. We love you. We enjoy you. But everyone else can get wrecked. And outside I'm the here, bubble i'm here to do it
1: apocalypto death here we go
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we are the anyway, your safety facility
1: so emma which toxic element of relationships are we going to be talking about <sighs>
0: air so many water <laughs> earth, fire oh my god did we tell people we were doing that i think we mentioned it right I don't think we, were, we did. i don't know so <laughs> just real quick when we were in copenhagen we were doing this thing I don't know why I did it. Hannah mentioned Avatar at some point or something. Or no, I, I... so
1: Emma just did it out of nowhere. And I went, like, that was, you know, one of those memories that it, like, goes, and it just, like, unlocks this back room of the vault of your mind. And you're right. like, whoa, like, I didn't even know that I remembered that. Yeah, And so she was, she was talking about something completely, I cannot remember the context, sure, just like, talking. innocuous, just talking. And she went, air water (laughs) and she like raised her hands up and she went earth and i went (laughs) avatar right now and she's like yeah and i'm like not like the blue people but like the the animated show and she's like yeah and i'm like (laughs) And so, so from that point
0: onward, there would just be and moments.
1: If there is anything we do well, aside from hating people, it's beating a bit to a dead, dead point. Bloody so pulp. We will continually
0: do something that makes us laugh, <laughs> as for time. as long as it makes us laugh the
1: whole time. And whether or not you, you want like it, everyone irrelevant.
0: exactly, exactly. You're there we're here and we're on the right side of history. So you're welcome. Our
1: ship of right (laughs) continues to float by. And there you are.
0: Oh, look, sharks in the distance. Good luck. Good luck. Um, (laughs) So I digress. There are many elements of toxicity to a bad relationship. And to me, this is one of them. But it's a hot, a hotly debated topic right now on the social realm. Hotly. (laughs) I shouldn't do that. Hotly debated topic in the realm. No, we're both like. (laughs) (laughs) podcast um so right now what's going around is this idea of let's say you're in a relationship and i say let's say for me because it's such a far-fetched idea so pov
1: relationship
0: let's say you're dating somebody (laughs) and you both have instagram right because most people regardless of how much they use socials have an instagram right Mm -hmm. let's say you're people that you're both actively using instagram like if i were dating Someone who used Instagram about 50% as much as I do. That's still a lot. So let's put ourselves, put on your ruby shoes. This is the scenario that you're wearing, Dorothy. Okay. Okay. Here comes the wicked witch. She's she spotting it. Him. He, she's, and here she's here to let you know that I consider it toxic, but I want to have a discussion about it. Is it toxic for your significant other? And the, the conversation is about men, but women do it too. Liking basically promiscuous, debatably promiscuous, photos of other people on social media. What are your thoughts?
1: I have several. <laughs> OK, so here's on. my here's my first thought. And I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. As a single person, there is an amount of, I guess, content that you can let yourself consume if you want to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how healthy it is. Um, of other people so for example emma follows a guy on instagram who she purely just thinks is hot he's like oh, a model
0: the, the australian guy? guy yes i am i'm am in love with him
1: yeah so so my point is you're a single person right and you don't know this person from adam like you don't know him from a bar of so soap you've never met him in your life there's okay. very little chance that you're going to meet him Sorry in advance. Um, First of all, he won't <laughs> love me. <laughs> but, but my point is right. you follow him I because you find him attractive. attractive. Right. Yeah. There's no other purpose to you following Nothing him. It's me. not a friend of yours. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a certain amount of that content that as a single person you can allow yourself to consume. I don't know that it's super healthy. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Because if you get into a relationship You have to remove that from your eye line, in my view, to be a faithful partner. Mm -hmm. Because fantasy is not just something that happens in your head. Like, there are so many implications. Like, it will find its way into your relationship. It will find its way into your sex life. Like, it doesn't just happen in a vacuum in your head. Mm -hmm. And so, I have a real problem with anybody who is in a relationship consuming content that is promiscuous or following people that they find attractive just because they find them attractive. Now, I'm not saying if you have a friend who is attractive to you, but you're not interested in that you have to unfollow them. But what I am saying is accounts that you follow purely because you're attracted to that person, I don't feel like that's appropriate for you to continue following them in a relationship. Because Mm -hmm. again, it's not just something that you're looking at. It's something that you're fantasizing about, which is why you're following them. And I would also say, I don't think it's okay for you to have any sort of content on your phone, like pornography. I don't think it's okay to have like pictures of girls in bikinis. I don't think it's okay. I'm not okay with any of that. And here's why there is no purpose for it. Mm -hmm. Like I have a huge problem with the porn industry in general because it involves human trafficking. And I don't think people talk about it because people enjoy the idea of it, that it's just like this, no consequence. Like these people are getting paid to do this. There's no problem. It's so entrenched in women's like oppression. It's so entrenched in human trafficking. There are so many problems with it. And it's not just women, like it affects men. Mm -hmm. There's like, I think a statistic is like, 70% of pornography involves some element of human trafficking. So I just think it's a disgusting industry. But aside from that, if you just put that to the left, the only reason for you to consume that content is for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's focusing on you. So you're focused on self-gratification. You're focused on what I'm interested in, what I find attractive. And that sets you up to fail in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if you're focused on you, you're out for you. And you're trying to like promote your own interests and you're not worrying about your partner's needs. And it's just not going to set you up to work in a team because you have to be able to self-sacrificially go, your needs are more important than my needs. And in the dating process, I understand that you have to be focused on yourself. I was definitely focused on myself in terms of my life choices, but I will say like the content that I consumed was not in any way, shape or form open-minded to meeting other people while I was in a relationship, including people who I would never meet, but I just found attractive because it it's, to me it's saying that like I'm interested in potentially finding better and I'm still going to have an active imagination and like fantasy life, even though I'm in a real world relationship with this person.
0: I totally agree. And I think that it's just become such thing, something that's been, diminish so much in our minds because there's so much of it out there that like, I can't think of a guy that I don't follow that I know in real life who doesn't follow a hundred, some women that he's never met in his life or doesn't know or met online at one point and never met or they met up once and they still follow them and they still consume their content. And to me, it's not even about like, it doesn't bother me that you find other people attractive. That's a natural human reaction. yeah That's that's biological. What bothers me is that you're disrespecting me by allowing yourself to consume that content when it's like, especially if it's someone who looks nothing like me, like physically speaking. But like, you're also
1: seeking out that content. Right. So in a relationship step, like in a relationship situation, I'm expecting you to be focused on me when it comes to physical attraction, when it comes to any sort of, um, like physical need, I'm expecting you to direct that towards me because we're in a relationship together. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting that from Instagram, to me, it tells me that I'm not important to you, that you don't value and respect me Mm -hmm. um, and that you're kind of open to options, which again, like each to their own, but I'm not okay with that. And, and I don't think that it's unreasonable to say you shouldn't have anybody on your phone in terms of Instagram or TikTok or whatever, that's purely just there for you to look at them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't think that's healthy. And I'm sorry, even as a single person, I I don't think that that's a healthy mentality to have because it teaches you to objectify a person instead of like getting to know them and really caring about the whole of the human. Because Mm -hmm. nobody that you're following on Instagram because you find them attractive is like oh, I really find you like to be a compelling person. I really love your personality. Like it it might be one out of 10. That Mm -hmm. is like, I really like you as a person. Most of it is just like, I'm looking at you like a piece of meat. And so I'm going to treat other people that way. And I just don't like that. I can
0: say viably, I'm not Instagram famous by any means. You know, I have a healthy size following. It's um let's just i have with a them. thick following I, just, um, I have a nutritionally just, dense following and um <laughs> no but like because instagram used to really mean a lot to me and i spent a long time yeah, building up a following it's and it's it goes down now you know it fluctuates a lot and that doesn't bother me like it used to but i digress as a person who does have a significant amount of followers especially in comparison to people that i genuinely know in real life like most of them average maybe 900 you know like and that's a lot of followers for these guys that i know in real life um I can tell you that it doesn't stop with just a like. It never stops with just a like. And I I have a unique perspective on this because if I'm dating someone and I know that they're liking other women's photos, I know having been on the other side that it's not stopping with a like. They are in their DMs. They are, they're messaging them. They're interacting with them, whether that's a comment on a photo or that's them responding to their story or they're in their DMs in some kind of way. And that to me is just, that's cheating. That's cheating to me. I'm sorry, but you don't have to touch someone to cheat. And that's how I feel about it.
1: But even, even from the perspective of the person who's doing the liking, Mm -hmm. you're doing more than you know, by liking that picture. So I'll Mm -hmm. give you an example from my life. Like, if I'm interested in someone, like if I'm attracted to someone, every interaction I have with them feeds into this fantasy right. in my head yeah. that it's going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, if I were to like someone's post on social media, it's either because I want them to see that I liked it mm-hmm. or because I know them in real life and they're posting about some news event or update yeah. that I am approving of and indicating positivity Mm -hmm. towards Mm -hmm. like most of the time if i'm if i'm attracted to someone and i like their post on social media it's because i want you to see that like i want you to know that i saw that picture and that i am interested in you Mm -hmm. so it's it's an open invitation for a dialogue and at least for me it's (laughs) it's really naive to think that you can't cheat, that you're immune, that like you would never do it. Like it can happen to Mm -hmm. literally anybody. Mm -hmm. And I can say all day long, like I would never cheat because in my right mind, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I would never wake up in the morning and go, I'm gonna go cheat. But it is a quick and slippery slope Mm -hmm. to emotional or even physical cheating. And everybody who says like emotional cheating isn't cheating, you have either been emotionally cheating and you don't wanna talk about it and that's why you're saying that, or you don't understand the full context of what emotional cheating means. Like it's mm-hmm. not just being attracted to someone, it's being open to the option of like being with them and really creating a narrative in your mind where you explore that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's allowing them to enter your life into less than a superficial way.
1: Yeah. Like more than a superficial way, personal know, like, information with them. It's yeah. sharing, um, some sort of vulnerability with them. It, it's, it's definitely important because mm-hmm. that stuff should be going to your partner.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't say that the guys in my DMs are trying to have deep conversations with me, but they're definitely trying to talk to me, you know, and I know that they're engaged or married or have something going on with somebody. And they post about that on their social media. And yet here they are in my messages responding to everything that I post. Why? What for? Because they want me to acknowledge them and they want that attention from me but why do they need that attention from me aren't they gratified in their own relationships you know and you could go on with that forever and i think to think that you can't be cheated on to think that you can't cheat are both naive mindsets yeah and we have to make conscious efforts in our relationships and in our daily lives even if we're single to hone in on the content that we're observing and really think about why we're consuming it
1: yeah and and again none of this is like you can't be attracted to people like of course if you see like a picture of a celebrity you're going to be attracted to them or you're not like that that's not a problem and it's not like oh those feelings are bad or wrong it's you allowing content that you know you're attracted to into not only your feed but into the private spaces where your your partner may not be around like that content is now becoming part of a secret mental life And that secret mental life, you can tell it's a secret because you wouldn't be comfortable with your partner knowing that you're looking at them.
0: Right. You'd be defensive. And we need to stop as a whole, both sides saying it's not that big of a deal. It's just social media. Because at some point it stops being just social media. And maybe it never really was about social media. Like this whole idea, like all I did was like a photo. That's not a big deal. There's so much underneath that, like, that is a big deal.
1: But like, really, if you go, if you give a mouse a cookie on this, like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> why did you like the picture? Oh, I just liked it. But why did you like the picture? Like what was, what did you want to achieve by liking it? Well, nothing mm-hmm. and unlike it. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, why? Because I like it and I want them to know that I like it. Well, mm-hmm. why do you like it? And do you see what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's more to it than just like, Oh, it's simple. Like, like unlike, because yeah. if it was, it, it wouldn't be that hard to decrypt and understand and like mm-hmm. fully flesh out.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, as a, Instagram avid Instagram user. I don't like posts very often unless I know the person in real life. Like I like Hannah's posts. I like my brother's posts. I like people that I know. And really like my friends, if I to me, it's it's I don't just mass like photos as I go down. Like I don't do that on no. news newsfeed. I'm intentional about which photos I'm liking. And if I see a guy that I find attractive that I'm following, and I want him to know that I saw his photo. I will like it. And that's the only reason that I'll
1: like it. And maybe women are just more self-aware. But you know, if you see a photo of a guy that you don't want him to know that you find him attractive, you do not press like. Because that lets them know that you're watching and you're interested. Like even stories. If I were single and I didn't want a guy to get the wrong idea, I wouldn't watch their their stories in like one or two panels because I don't want them to think that I am interested.
0: And then we come back to stories. And, you know, this is such an odd-sounding conversation because we've been on both sides of Instagram's existence. This just wasn't a thing in our early lives. But for the newer generations, this is all they know. And watching stories falls under the same umbrella as liking posts, in my opinion. Interaction in general with anyone that you don't have a friendship or some sort of relationship with online is problematic. And I can tell you, I will go through who has viewed my stories, and I notice trends. And I don't think that those are there for no reason. So...
1: Well, and I mean, you know, we grew up at the, I guess, the intersection of the social media age where it was becoming normal, but it wasn't yet normal. Um, and I I know the rule of the top three. And, you know, maybe that's archaic now, but in my day, if you wanted to know who was interested in you or who liked one of your friends, you look at their top three pictures, whether it's on Facebook or on myspace or on zanga instagram whatever whatever it's on but especially instagram you look at their top three pictures any guy that has liked all three of their photos is at least in their dms if not actively talking to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. why because it's consistent i'm letting you know that i'm interested over and over again and i'm showing you repeated attention and validation to encourage a conversation if we're not already having that conversation and if we are having that conversation i'm giving you repeated validation that i'm still interested
0: you wouldn't believe the amount of times i've opened up instagram and seen who liked a photo and a guy has gone through and has liked 20 of my photos in a row like and i don't know them i don't know if they're interested i don't know their lives whatever it's not my business nor do i care because this is my page and i post what i want but i would caution any woman who sees their significant other on instagram like mine to check because I'm just saying I
1: just think it's a real slippery slope between liking stuff on Instagram and having an active dating profile and telling you that they just have it because they just have it like they d- didn't d- delete it. They just deactivated it, whatever. I've heard several stories, mostly from Emma's previous relationships. But the point being um, like, it, it's happened to me too, where someone's told me like, oh, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just on the app, like, in the background, I, I never open it, I never check it. And I'm like, but then why are you on it if you're that into me? And this is all what it comes back to is, you know, I always go back to the 80-20 rule. In life, in a relationship, you're probably only going to get 80% of what you want from another human in a perfect partner. Like, in an amazing partner, you're going to get about 80% of what you want. 20%, there's going to be something that they're not giving you because humans aren't perfect. And they another person was never meant to fully meet all of your needs. Mm-hmm. But over time, that 20% starts to look really good. Mm-hmm. That 20% starts to look really, really attractive. And then eventually, a lot of people give up the 80% because they need that 20% itch scratched. And they're willing yeah. to give up the rest for the thing that looks new and shiny. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see the, you know, 40, 50 something guys who leave their families and date the 20-year-old because that part of their life was that was that was the itch and then they look back and they go oh my goodness what did I do or maybe they're happy with the 20% like you know what I mean but the point being I think it's really really easy to look at stuff like this and kind of downplay everything and like minimize and minimize but ultimately if you're not with someone who's giving you 80% of what you want then you probably shouldn't be with them mm-hmm. like if you're constantly seeking external interaction or external attention or if you're which is really what this comes down to if you're really looking for something outside of your partner like maybe you don't need to be with that partner mm-hmm.
0: for both people and if you have something that you don't want your partner to see on social media i think you already know the answer to the question that you don't want to ask so um yeah so um other reasons i going to stay single forever we will discuss next week so <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> So no, but thank you guys so much for being with us. I have to go get ready for a family dinner that I'm leaving for in about 15, 20 minutes. So I have to go pretend that I can get ready that quickly and then we're going to be late anyway, but- <laughs> She's um, five minutes away. I'm so um. cool. <laughs> um, yeah, but any? do you have any other final thoughts that you'd like to say about this particular portion of toxic? Maybe, maybe in the future we'll just break down portions that we think are toxic of relationships and portions that we think are good, because I think overall we've talked about the whole yeah. window of this is a toxic relationship, but I don't know if we've gotten into the, we haven't put our eye up to one pain and seeing what's going on inside. So
1: that's true. That's a good portion and strategy. Um, yeah, I love that idea. I, I love doing relationship content. I just think it's really interesting and I'm technically everybody. a licensed psychologist. So, so at me, um, <laughs> I am so happy that we got to record these episodes. We've missed you, you guys know. and we look forward to doing more and more content. So
0: we love y'all. I am Hannah. And I am Emma. Oh, now that is (laughs) tea. Yay! (laughs) I like it.